So you want to invest in early stage technology startups, but aren't sure where to start? On this show, we share real stories, lessons learned, and practical tips for savvy angel investing. We'll help you navigate the complex and sometimes confusing waters of early stage tech startups and introduce you to organizations that can help you make smart investments in Florida-based companies spanning the Space Coast to the Gulf Coast. All right, we're back. Scott Ritchie, we, uh, we've had a, a nice run today with uh, some great interviews, and we've got another really uh, great episode lined up here with Mr. Ron Taro, uh, representing New World Angels, among other things. So anyway, good to see you, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see you. It's a great thing about um, being able to reach out and touch everyone in the tech community is you get to see people that are on the investor side and on the entrepreneurial side. And yes. in the case of Ron here joining us today, um, been, been a little involved in both. And uh, so, Ron, welcome to the Upsurge Florida podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, what you know about early stage tech in Florida and, and how you've been involved. Well, guys, first, uh, great to meet you. And uh, I'm glad you're putting this kind of uh, this kind of media together. I think it's uh, it's a big deal and it's kind of showing the media growth, uh, the growth of the uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem in Florida. Pretty cool stuff. Um well, actually, you know, my story in tech starts in the 1980s in Florida. I, I actually uh, was at IBM in Boca Raton, uh, uh-huh. which was the IBM lab and the home of IBM OS2. So old people listening to this yeah. podcast know what OS2 is. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was the operating system. And the first Scott remembers group. that stuff. I don't really <laughs> remember. Yeah, I know. I know. See, so, okay. I guess I'm the oldest guy on this call. Right? You and Scott. Um, no, you and Scott are. <laughs> So anyway, the um, and you know we had a very interesting start here in South Florida, and and that sort of went to sleep or or didn't really grow, and it was hard, um, you know. So I was off doing uh, my stuff for many years, you know, nationwide and, and tech. Came back in Florida with a, a small startup company, and we grew it. Um, we grew it uh, basically uh, to serve. Uh, customers in like 40 countries and then sold it off to publicly held in those years about 14 years as a ceo um, you know we basically imported all of our tech um, mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. Uh, and this was in the you know in the 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh, i would note now that that's profoundly changed so if you you know there's a lot of things about you know how cool is the ecosystem because a bunch of vcs have moved to miami or something right um but it's it's also extremely interesting from a uh, resource standpoint to see the level of skill that's now out there in the community and that continues to grow um and for that matter then the the founders so still you know still listen it's you know there's a lot of tech there's been a lot of tech in the state for a long time uh, but you do see a, a big jump in resources in the last number of years Right, so dramatically different than uh, when you were building your tech company, and so you you uh, had a nice run and was able to get some great great outcomes, and so you you transitioned to be an investor, an angel investor yourself. Is that right? Yeah, um, really seven years ago. The uh, so you know I kind of came through you know, software engineering. I'm out a nerd uh, that went into management or something, but uh, <laughs> went into strategy work around tech. Um, and then did the founding and then sort of looked around, uh, especially in the state and I said, listen, you know, what do I like? Do I like big companies and, and all that drama or do I like, uh, you know, startup companies and early stage and all that drama? I said early stage. And so I really spent the last seven years uh, somewhere between uh, 
supporting incubator activities uh, with their methodology and frameworks, or just simply a mentoring, um, and uh, then making selective investments. There's sort of two ways I've invested. Uh, I've invested independently uh, as an angel investor into, into tech. I'm all tech. By the way, asterisk. I'm a tech guy, so if anybody looking for, you know, sort of input on how to do, uh, how to invest in, you know, leading edge shoelace companies, I, I'm, you know, don't right. listen to me. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I basically did that, and then I jumped into an angel syndicate, uh, uh, where New New World Angels, where I'm on the investment committee, I, I'm on sourcing and screening uh, for that group right now, and, and so with that, uh, it really allowed me to sort of start to hoover up a lot of the startup activity across the state. Uh, New World invests um, on to basically Florida-based companies and startups, and it's primarily uh, Florida-based uh, uh, angel investors. So we're really about, all about putting money in the ecosystem and seeing it, seeing it grow. But, um, you know, so what that, what that has allowed me to do is actually invest in things I don't know anything about. We just right. invested in a company called SwiftSync, $1.2 million into uh, heart pacing technology for post-heart surgery uh, patients, which I'm a telecom and software guy. Uh, let it be said, I should not, should not invest in that without, uh, without somebody <laughs> along for the ride. Yeah. So um, I'm uh, very engaged across the state. Uh, we have a lot of diverse uh, business and functional skills in the world. And so we're always out there peeking around looking for you know, sort of the next smart founder in the area. But I've been at this for about seven years. A uh, bunch right. of uh, lessons learned in various forms. Well, Ron, I, I, New World Angels has a great reputation, and it's been uh, going on uh, a few decades now. And so they're kind of yep. a yeah, um, long-standing group. Yeah, long-standing group, and uh, just a tremendous amount of uh, great history there. And, and it's great to hear how active New World still is. Uh, you know how um, how how often do you does New World come together and meet, and how many deals a year are you still tracking at? Um, let's see. So. Let me back it up and describe sure. what New World is because Absolutely. it actually affects how I answer the question. Okay. So there, there's two ways. If you're if you're an angel investor out there, and this is really uh, for angels first and then uh, founders second. But if you are a um, investor, you can decide to become a limited partner, an LP, in a venture firm. And the structure of a venture firm, for those not aware, is basically they put all the money in a pile and then they say we're professional investors. We're, we're going to go out there and hoof around and look for places to put this money. So it's sort of the, I'll call it early stage version of a, of a mutual fund, probably an overgeneralization, but that's the idea. Uh, New World Angels is an angel syndicate. And so the syndicate, um, it lives on a, a different means. And what that is, is that the members themselves are out looking for deals. A lot of them are executives and companies today and working. Some of them are retired, selling all points in between. Um, we find deals and we sort of, within our little group, do our due diligence and we crowdsource within our little group, for lack of a better definition. And so um, with that process, uh, we can bring, you know, any number of, of uh opportunities to the group, only a few will make it through to investment based on the work of the members in it. And then even further there as a member, you can decide, eh, you know, I know everybody else likes this, but I don't. So <laughs> to answer your question more directly, we, we bring, um, we see hundreds of startups uh, coming in that we look at. We bring three uh, into the organization every month for, for look by the members. 
on average, two of the three or three of the three will go to due diligence with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that sort of ends up being, we tend to do like one investment a quarter. Right. Uh, was where that all boils down to. Right. Uh, the way the way this group works is we typically don't want to do anything less than two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. That's in the why bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll uh, like we just did with uh, SwiftSync. I think we just did one point two million, and we can lead in larger rounds. So three million, six mm-hmm. million. I think we did one. Um, so we are a, basically it's a ragtag group of of diverse skills, and so what you try to do is get some of those skills uh, focused on. Them. Yeah, and, uh, focused on the, the kind of company it is, the industry, et cetera. So, Ron, with that, that's a good background on how New World operates and kind of down selects and filters the uh, the deal flow. Um, what stage typically are companies at when they come through the process? Are they pre-revenue or do they have, um, you know, a, a certain ARR or a, an MVP? Can you talk a little bit about you know, what, what is investment ready for new world angels? Um, never a bright line. So I would say in general, uh, if you are a medical technology or pharma, uh, we'll come in quite early. There, there's no quote unquote product. What there is, um, what there is, is a, uh, uh, some sort of stage one clinical trial or there's something. Um, typically, you're not going to see money from New World if you're coming in with a concept, right? Here's my vision deck of the future. Uh, there's going to have to be something, a piece of science that's established that we can move through clinicals and we understand that process. We have a lot of medical execs and such in the group. Um, but if you're a software company, we get a, we start getting a little bit more close to, boy, we really want to see a, a minimum viable product uh, or first dollar revenue or product market fit or something. Uh, the, the reason it's a bit of a fuzzy answer is, is that there are different sets of tastes. I, as a, on a personal basis, um, like coming in a little bit earlier on a core piece of technology that makes sense. There are other people who don't have experience in tech who are much more reticent uh, to to provide that sort of insight. So um, the answer for us tends to be, however, if you sort of put it on the center for software technologies um, and those kind of commercial things, you ought to have, if not a prototype, certainly an MVP um, to, to really get at it. The, the other the other way to look at it, though, too, is even if we did it, if, if we see a lot of uh, engineering and dev risk, on, on something, and listen, the money's going to be more expensive, uh, you know, if, for you, if you're a founder. So the way, um, the other way to look at it, and again, I'm really speaking here to founders coming at new world. Uh, right. If you have, once you're over $10 million evaluation, our, our magnifying glasses come out and we want to see much more as to what's going on. And once you hit a $20 million pre-money valuation of your company, if you're self-evaluating the company, self-valuing the company, um, you know, we start getting less interested unless you can say I'm a billion dollar company, right? So that whole 10 times return, but uh, what investors want. The right. um, Let me flip this though, a little bit more towards the members. So if you're a member, if you're an angel investor who joins the group, we operate very differently because uh, we take very low fees and very low cut comparatively of, of the gains of an investment because we do our own work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the way it works with, uh, new world, if you're an angel investor, you come in, you pay a $2,500 uh, annual fee to see our deal flow and, and participate in, in some of the, the focus. And then, 
we we can call up to 20 grand a year in investment. So it keeps us a little bit away from uh, having casual members. You have to be somebody that's wanting to be who's accredited who wants to participate. Right, right. So that's sort of two sides of that coin. Our our favorite check size 500 to 750, uh, but it can be a little lower and a little higher. Evaluations 10. And we also are a little different. We don't do a thesis, right? So we don't have a theory that the world's going to be green. Therefore, we're only chasing green, uh, <laughs> that kind of stuff. We are, given the diversity of the membership, willing to look at a lot of stuff, especially if you can find a member who knows the industry and really likes what you're working on. Right. That's that's what's unique about New World is that that uh, that variety of uh, background. I think that makes you the un- most unique of any other investment group. Uh, that I can think of in the corridor or here in Florida, having that um, that those members with so much varied background and experience, uh, most like you said, retired executives or uh, semi-active, yep. just that's just super unique. The expertise in that group. Uh, now, the I guess the downside is if you know if a founder is trying to pitch, if there's if there's no one in the room with their in their world of expertise, it might be a little bit of a liability, but they probably didn't make it into your final three. If they, if there was nobody in the room uh, with their, uh, with some background in that space. Yeah. I, no, I would say, yeah, that's, there's probably some truth to that. Yeah. I, I think that's one, I mean, there's enough business people who can think, you know, rationally. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a strong argument and mm-hmm. we have a sense that you're a strong founder, listen, you'll go a long way. Yeah. Um, and educating us it actually brings up a point if you're pitching, uh, since I listen to a lot of pitches, is the the founders who are teachers are the ones who get our attention. Ah, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, not the ones who are selling us. Understood. Uh, mm. We are excited about our industry leading blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, no, no. You yeah. know, Get, get a little more analytical because yeah. most of these folks are, uh, they all, half of them read the book anyway, only the paranoid survive. Yeah. So, uh, so right. no, they're, they're going to want to understand it. And so yeah. great uh, teachers as founders are, is, is, a, is a critical skill. That's something to write down, Scott. You exactly. Write down? Yeah, I did make a note That's there. good to have so. uh, for advice to give founders out there. Uh, that's fantastic. And so New World, uh, what's the, okay, so this is exciting. So what, um, you know what I kind of get the feeling for, I mean, for, for the investor side, they just, they need to kind of like pony up and get involved. And, and if they're accredited and want to get engaged, it sounds like, you know, there's, you have a big tent for uh, potential investors. Let's look at the, the, on the founder side, uh, kind of what's the process there? Is it, you know, fill out a form on the website and then wait for someone to contact you. And then, and then the follow on to that is like how many uh, weeks or months does it typically take to get through that? Yeah, so the, the knock on a syndicate will always be, you know, if you have a venture fund, yeah. there's a big pile of money sitting in a bank somewhere. Yeah. Um, they, and so they go if faster. they really love you, they can write the check tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, we're not that way. Right. So right. You're, you're, we're, a, we're at the end of the day, I think we're a 90-day process. Yeah. Now, That's still in pretty reality, fast. That's still pretty most fast. other organizations are too. Yeah, that is. That's don't pretty, make yeah. claims to the contrary. But right. it's, for us, it's, it's sort of built into the cake a little bit. And we're actually working to try to actually shorten that up because, you know, we don't want to go through all the hassle either. So yeah. Um, the, the expected process, uh, you just go to our website uh, and you, you basically drop your uh, the background of your company into the website, uh, newangels.com. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, with that in place, uh, we go into it. We basically have a structured process. We are not a, uh, 
um, hey, what do you think of this? So we go through, we score these things. Uh, we're looking at, and we can certainly you know talk endlessly about um, how we're scoring some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to do that. But um, for the most part, uh, you're going to come through a process. If you make it through our scoring, uh, our screening, initial screening conversations, uh, we'll bring you in for a live pitch to make sure that you are kind of legit. And then uh, you'll have to pitch a second time, uh, and that would be directly to our membership, the whole membership. Right. Right, Ron. I'm always curious about... In which about, case, then we go to due diligence. Oh, if there's okay, yeah. Then you go to due diligence based on that. My, one more question before I hand it to, my, to Scott here is the... I'm always curious about where where you meet. I've, I've always had some wondered about... Do you meet in different cities around Florida? Uh, how, does, how does that work? <laughs> so um, we've got... A uh, significant number of people in the Naples, you know, 75 so. or whatever, and all yeah. in Tampa in particular, yeah. and then also in Orlando, um, et cetera. So um, a lot of them don't drive, you know, don't drive to a meeting. We've been, you know, sort of hybrid meeting yeah. for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, we're getting more hybrid. And actually, since I'm a unified communications platform sort of dude right. in my career, uh, you know, I've been thrilled with Zoom. Actually, Zoom's made life easier for everybody. Right, um, right. In my opinion. Yeah. But there are some people who want to kind of shake the hand of an entrepreneur and stuff, sure. so I understand some of that. But, um, no, so we have, uh, we have when we light up a uh, member meeting, we typically have three or four locations, Miami. Ah, uh, that's why. Okay. Um, that are that are lit up on it and then we'll try to do an annual we've actually been zooms going so well uh, we've actually been thinking more about well what if we just got together somewhere in the state everybody uh you know just twice a year right yeah because uh, there's there's a big social component to this yes quarter so we're kind of working through how to do that but certainly covid has changed how we uh, structure this um yeah. i i think actually net to the better because it's really brought, um, I, I'm very active in, in sort of the hospitality and travel industry, which is one of my segments. And one of the, the, the knowledge points there is, is that, you know, COVID actually accelerated something that was already happening, which is forcing everybody up the learning curve of unified communications products. So, um, yeah, so anyway, we, uh, we're sort of a high, we've been a hybrid for a long time. And uh, I think we're going to stay that way. COVID's really taught us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, uh, a lot of unintended consequences, like you mentioned, with the acceleration of people sort of adopting the the, yeah. the Zoom technology and the the ability to sort of get to know founders more remotely. Um, but talk a little bit, Ron, given, you know, the focus we've got in upsurge around this corridor from uh, Tampa to, to Melbourne. And I know you've got even members over on the on the East Coast as well. How have you seen um, tech deals or, or founders approaching you change over the last 10 years in terms of the, the quality of the startups, the quality of the management team, the talent that's available. Uh, New World Angels has been out this a long time. Um, one of the most respected, you know, angel groups out there, I think, certainly in Florida. Oh, how, how have things changed from your perspective with the quality of the deals and the management teams that are out there? Way better. Um, I mean, yeah, period. So, uh, I, I, again, I think it's just all about the maturation of the state. But there's something else, too, is that, especially in tech, right? So, mm-hmm. again, I'll put on, I have a tech lens, right? Um, what you need in tech is you need that second wave, that second generation, somebody who's already been in a big company who's going to do a small one in tech, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so you're seeing now second wave uh, uh, folks in Florida. The uh, so if I, and that would be sort of the, uh, the, the granular, you know, 
uh, you know, in the, in in house growth, if you will, in state growth. So somebody they, that's yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, somebody that's basically had an exit or been involved in a in a right. successful grown yeah. growth story company who comes back and has another idea and is founding their own startup this time and actually yeah. bringing a lot of that knowledge of the environment yeah. and and the. Or sometimes they may have just been working in uh, the in, you know inside of the the top fifty employees or something of a company that got you know accepted and they exactly. spin out as well it can be that way. So I have um, so I think that it's it's pretty interesting that way. I, I think that there are I think the number of founders is you know I think there's more, but but I also think they're better, uh, and they have better teams behind them, candidly. So um, you know, and again, it's it's all about you know you know insight. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to invest in somebody who, you know, last week I owned a restaurant. This week I have an idea for satellite telecommunications. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people have to sort of, uh, as you noted, uh, sort of come out of their own environments with insight. And uh, you're getting much more of that. I mean, that's especially true, you know, certainly up I4 corridor and, you know, there too, but including in Miami. I think the interesting question is, and and, and I'm a, you know, I'm sort of a skeptic, so you have to kind of live with that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of hype to Florida right now. Uh, and so yeah. you've got a lot of venture money coming. Well, specifically the, uh, the, the South Florida, Miami area. Yeah. yeah. You know, the hype is the hype has turned up the volume 10. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the question will always be, are there, are there entrepreneurs moving here, um, you know, to match that money or, you know, what's going on. Right. So, um, I, I don't know the answer to that, but there, there's really two questions out there is there's a lot of money coming into the state. Uh, a lot of it's tax refugee, uh, is, are there investments really staying in the state or they're just, you know, picking a new place from which to, to wire the money from. Um, and then the second part would be, are there entrepreneurs coming to the state with new business concepts? And, um, I don't have clear answers to, to either of those, but I think those are the two great questions to see what happens over the next year. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the hype and you mentioned seeing sort of way better either teams or deals. Does that also mean, do you see more competition for those deals and on the valuations and on, you know, getting things closed that you want to, or, or what have you observed in the last couple of years on that? Yeah. So I'm a business operator turned uh, a little bit of a capital allocation guy, right? Give back through that. And um, so I've always known there's a balance of collaboration and, and competition. In reality, there's always more deals uh, than there is money. So, so you know, there's there's always a lot of stuff. I find uh, that there's really a lot of uh, I'll call it syndication collaboration between investors to try to come to put together money uh, in the state. So there's a lot of new entrants. And I think the thing we have to be careful about in Florida is. You know, there's the out-of-staters that just showed up, and there's the in-staters who, you know, there's some sort of fake line in between there. Most of us have run national and multinational businesses anyway, but so we don't see that line. But you can see how the state could become sort of balkanized a little bit in that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think um, I think there's there's a, certainly a lot of money in the state uh, that's been dedicated into the, this ecosystem for a lot of years. And uh, a lot of those you know, angel groups, uh, small micro VC funds, et cetera, we, we've all syndicated on uh, any number of deals uh, over the last number of years. I think it works well. I, you know, I actually, um, on balance, really like uh, the, uh, the early stage investors in the state of Florida. I think they're great. Yeah, that's great. That's a great testimonial. Well, um, 
We're coming up on wrapping up here, um, Ron. We appreciate your time and, and certainly your perspectives on thing. Um, you know, as this as this market evolves and as the ecosystem continues to evolve, is there anything else um, you want folks to know about? You know, New World Angels, or if they want to get involved as a member or participate in um, in the process. Yeah. So, if you want to join New World Angels, call me up. So, <laughs> and uh, I don't, you can put my contact stuff in there or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, Ron absolutely. Tarot, I'm absolutely. on LinkedIn there, maybe. Um, the, um, I guess the other thing I would note um, as far as the maturity. So, I mean, listen, New World is what it is. Uh, it's well established um, and and uh, and uh, and really active. I I really welcome you know, anybody who wants to come just sit in on some meetings. Please do. Um, the Fantastic. the thing, other thing I would notice in the state that is a is a great give back. If I were to go is uh, take a step back from investing, is the incubator systems inside of, of Florida. Have oh matured. yeah, right. Now there's other new incubators coming in, and there's a, you know blah blah blah. And it's sort of like investors. There's a lot of that energy yeah. going on. But I would say this as an investor, somebody who's had to run through an incubator once um, and had a mentor, maybe. In fact, many of our investors are mentors inside of incubators, and they've, all, they've either volunteer or they have arrangements. Um, gosh, uh, that really has improved, and I think it's been part of the improvement we've seen in some of the presentation. I don't have data on that, but I think the other the other thing is, is listen, there's there's a lot of the incubators out there that can at least help you frame your business discussions if you are a first time founder, because it's harder to come into these groups as a first time founder, uh, and so having some backing having some perspective on what it means to be a founder is a big deal. And uh, I would, I would encourage people to take a hard look at the incubators. Well, that's a, that's a ringing endorsement, Ron. It's a uh, uh, welcome news for, to the ears of Alan and I, because right. yeah, as you know, we both are involved in the, uh, in the accelerator programs in Orlando and Tampa. And I, I completely agree with you. The, the yeah. business plans that come into those programs and what they look like six, eight, 10 weeks later, massive evolution and, and just, shortens the timeline for them to, to close their rounds and their deals. So, uh, so it's good, good advice. And uh, well, listen, we really appreciate you uh, joining us this afternoon and giving us your perspective. We'll certainly send folks your way if they're interested in new world angels. And we look forward to meeting you when you get up uh, our part of the state here. Absolutely, so. Ron. Uh, what a pleasure to, to have you. Do now that we've, we can lift this COVID uh, cloud, we can uh, maybe me see you in person soon. That'd be awesome. Cool. And I, I, I roll through Tampa um, Great. every so often. So yeah, grab up Chuck we'll, uh, and uh, let's have some lunch. Let's, uh, gra- let's grab up Chuck and have some lunch together. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, thanks thanks again and have a great rest of your day. Great. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Did you like today's episode? If you did, be sure and rate our show and let us know what you think. Plus, you'll want to visit our website at upsurgeflorida.org. To view upcoming events, subscribe to our monthly newsletter, and share our content with friends. The Upsurge Podcast is brought to you by Nonprofit Tech Accelerators Tampa Bay Wave and Orlando's Starter Studio under a grant from the Federal Economic Development Administration and the Orlando Economic Partnership. Until next time, thanks for listening.